Well, greetings to you, you, and you, wherever you might be today in the world. We thank God for your tuning into this radio broadcast. And as the announcer has already given you uh, the uh, top of the line uh, announcements, uh, we just thank God for you tuning into the Abundant Now uh, radio broadcast. God has been good to us, and uh, we greet you in the name of Jesus and uh, this great resurrection and uh, Easter celebration time uh, when we remember and reflect and look back to that great time that uh, Jesus came to pay it all. He paid it all and all to him we owe. Sinners left a crimson stain, but he washed it whiter than snow. So we praise God for each one of you again that are tuning in. Uh, to this radio broadcast. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your um, solicitations in terms of uh, uh, questions and what have you. We uh, praise God for each one of you. And we're going to pray before we get started and uh, uh, ask God's blessing upon what we do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, God, God, for your greatness, for your love, for your joy peace, mercy, and kindness. Thank you, God, for you are God and God alone. You're the great I am, and you're the one that, oh God, who uh, who died and uh, laid in the grave and is risen in this great season. We praise you for your greatness, and we praise you for your love. Pray that you look upon all those that are tuning in, oh God, that, oh God, they might uh, hear a word, oh God, that, that is uh, in a due season for them. Bless them now, we pray. Strengthen them and encourage their hearts. We pray and we believe it done. We thank you for by faith. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen and amen. And of course, yes, we're in uh, that great season of celebration when uh, Jesus stepped forth from the tomb and was uh, seen uh, among many as the risen Christ. I want to give you a message today, and I want to uh, give it to you surrounding this thought's proof surrounding the great resurrection. Some proofs surrounding the great resurrection. Well, we're going to start and give you these facts, my brothers and sisters, wherever you are around the world. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most fundamental and foundational fact on which the entire Christian faith is built upon. If Jesus be not risen from the dead, then your faith, my faith, our faith is yet vain and we are yet in our sins. You'll find uh, those recorded words in 1 Corinthians fifteen, seventeen. The proof of Jesus' deity depends on his resurrection from the dead. Five different times Jesus declared that he would be crucified and buried and on the third day uh, rise from the dead. Oh yes, Jesus mentions this great fact three times in Matthew's gospel. Once in the book of Luke, uh, Luke 18, verses 31 to 33, you'll find that discourse. And in uh, St. John uh, 2, 19 to 22, if Jesus had not risen or been risen from the, from the dead, the world would not have known whether or not he was what he claimed to be. 
Yes, Jesus claimed to be uh, the Son of God. The Apostle Paul said that Jesus uh, demonstrated to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. You find those uh, words recorded in Romans 1 and 4. Jesus came to take the sinner's place or to be his substitution for their sins and to satisfy the requirements demanded by the law. I thank God for what Jesus did because the law required uh, sacrifices uh, for the uh, sins and the wrongs of men. Uh, the high priest had to go into the temple and and into the holy of holies with the uh, the holy blood of of uh, spotless lambs and 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 what have you to uh, to uh, be able to eradicate the the sins of the people. But this was only a substitution. This was only a momentary thing. Uh, but Jesus came to do much more than that. Yeah, if Jesus were not risen from the dead, we wouldn't have known if the Mosaic law had been satisfied or not. Find that discord in Romans 8 and 3. For uh, what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, yes, we thank God for uh, those that walk after the Spirit because what the flesh couldn't do, the Spirit does in the believer. When someone has committed a crime and has acquired a jail sentence or uh, a um, criminal uh, has acquired a uh, a sentence uh, in order to satisfy the, uh, the requirement, the criminal must... Uh, serve out his full sentence. He cannot be legally held or confined a moment longer after his time is finished. According to the scriptures, Jesus' sentence was that he was to suffer an agonizing and cruel death on the cross, stay in the grave for three days and nights, and when the time had expired, no power in heaven and earth or hell could hold him a moment long longer. It is clearly brought out uh, and express in Acts 2 and 24, which states whom God raised up from the dead, having loosed the pains, praise God, having loosed the pains and the power of death, because it was not possible that it should be holding of him. The psalmist David said of Jesus in his writings, Thou wilt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Said the corruption is tasted or seen on the fourth day of uh, death. Therefore, Jesus had to rise from the grave before he tasted corruption. On the four occasions that Jesus was the cause of individuals being raised from the dead, only two of the four parties tasted of, uh, of corruption or experienced corruption. They were, of course, the righteous dead that got up from the grave during the whole drama of Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection. And it was said that the righteous appeared unto many in the holy city, according to Matthews 27 and 52. The other occasion was uh, that of Lazarus' resurrection. After being dead or sleeping for four days, and most assuredly 
to be stinking. Jesus said to Martha and company to show me where you've laid him, to roll away the stone, uh, because I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he be dead, yet shall he live again. And this was the experience. This is the record that Jesus resurrected after he expired on the old rugged cross. And not only did he expired, uh, expire, but he uh, went into the grave, the sealed tomb, if you will. And on the third day, got up. As Jesus appeared to the Apostle John in the Isle of Patmos, he declared, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it makes me glad to know that Jesus got up. All the promises that he made, amen, uh, are in his hands, and he brought them to pass. I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave, said Jesus. Therefore, because the tomb, that cold, dead, gray place, grave, if you will, couldn't hold Jesus, in like manner, it shall not be able to hold the born-again believer. Romans chapter 8 and 11 talks about uh, if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ uh, from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. That uh, the spirit uh, that dwelleth in us, amen, will quicken us even as it quickened Christ. But there can be no question as to Jesus' death on the cross. All four gospel evangelists tell us that Jesus yielded up the spirit of the ghost. Death did not conquer him. He literally yielded up his life uh, uh, on his own accord. Jesus said, that I, have, I have the power to lay down my life. And I also have the power to take it up again. Yes, said John, and it was the Roman custom to break the legs of those being crucified, to reduce the suffering and to ultimately hasten death. But Jesus did not need that. The Roman soldiers didn't need to break the limbs of the Son of God because they saw he was already dead. Mm -hmm. their, their very actions supported the scriptures that speak of not a bone of Jesus would be broken. The Roman centurion testified to Pontius Pilate that Jesus was indeed dead. If Jesus hadn't already yielded up his life on the cross, the spear thrust it into his side, which would have uh, punctured the sac, the pericardium, surrounding the heart, spilling out blood and water, which would have completed the job. These facts give credence and overwhelming other evidence that Jesus did most assuredly die on the cross. Oh, I know there's many people that say he he uh, was taken down from the cross, he was stolen away, and uh, they don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. Well, I beg to differ with you. Oh yes, uh, there are many witnesses who saw Jesus die on the cross. But on the opposite side of the corn, there, there are not many, there's not one eyewitness that 
uh, uh, that actually seen Jesus when he resurrected. The fact is true. Uh, there is not one who actually seen or witnessed Jesus coming out of the tomb or the grave. The Roman soldiers who were guarding, guarding the tomb didn't see him come forth, for they were as dead men during the rolling away of the stone and for some time afterwards. But on that same resurrection morning, Jesus appeared to his disciples at least five times. First to Mary, called Magdalene, then to the women in Matthews 28 and 9. He appeared to Simon Peter and others later on in the day. Luke 24 and 34, praise God. But to really understand the resurrection, we must look to John, the other disciple whom Jesus loved, the one that laid his head in Jesus' bosom. Praise God, the one uh, that wrote uh, this uh, uh, St. John and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and uh, the, the one that penned uh, the um, book of Revelations. Uh, Revelation, uh, that uh, uh, the things that uh, talked about, the things that were, the things that are, the things that are to come. He examined the grave clothes to find a miracle in itself. When John found, what John found could only have happened by divine interventions. The wrappings were intact, almost in the shape of a cocoon-like fashion, like a snake shedding its skin. This miracle just demonstrated that in the resurrection, Jesus just stepped out of his grave clothes. The wrappings that held him, which uh, were quite overwhelming, he just stepped out of those. Through John's observation, we see that uh, this was a miracle from heaven above. Later in the same day that afternoon, uh, uh, he appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24. Uh-huh. Also, he appeared uh, uh, and his presence was visible that evening to a number of disciples in the upper room. And a week later in the same place, he again appeared to uh, his disciples with Thomas being present. You know who Thomas is. Yeah, he was that great doubter. He said, except I put my uh, hand in the wounds and feel the nail prints in his hands, I will not believe. Yes, but he himself got chance to do, amen, exactly what he wanted to do. Again, he appeared to the seven, to seven disciples on the Sea of Galilee, and the risen Christ was seen to over 500 brethren at one time. 1 Corinthians 15 and 6, 40 days afterwards, he led them out to the Mount of Olives where he ascended to heaven in the presence of all of his followers. He told them to go and tarry. tarry that, that, that word tarry means to wait, to go and, and, and lay before God in the city. Why would they have to lay uh, and tarry and wait in the city? Well, they were going to be uh, endued with power. 
power to stand, power to be the witnesses, power to be the endurers, power to show forth, amen, the, the hand of God and all that transpired. And uh, yeah, you need power. You need God's power to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, the devil comes to hinder every believer. He comes to uh, uh, pound against you with all forces holding you back and obstructing what you intend on doing. But God is a very present help. He is a help in the time of trouble. And if you get that power of the Holy Ghost down in your soul and in your and in your spirit, praise God, you'll be able to pursue. You'll be able to um, stand when others are falling. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ have made you free. Be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. God will be on your side. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we conclude this message, we want you to know that the resurrection is real, that Jesus did uh, um, did exactly what he said he was going to do. Uh, he said, if you tear this uh, temple down, this body down, I'll build it up again in three days. And certainly they tore it down by a mock trial uh, on Friday, Good Friday, and, and crucified him. Praise God. And um, he laid in the grave for three days and three nights after being crucified and on the cross dying. Uh, but on, on on Sunday morning early, he got up with all power in his hand. This is the resurrection story. It's a real story. It's a very vital story. It's a very foundational truth among the Christian uh, family that Jesus died and got up and uh, got up with all power in his hand. And so we're going to pray, and uh, we're going to ask God's blessing upon this great message that the hearers might uh, believe and be encouraged and uh, look to the hills from which come their help. Look to the Lord, for he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you for every hearer and every believer. Uh, we pray, O oh God, that in this great resurrection season, that, O oh God, you would strengthen them on every leaning side. And, O oh God, if we have any uh, uh, listeners, O oh God, that uh, haven't been born again, haven't, haven't been uh, brought into the ark of safety, if we have those, O oh God, that uh, are on the outskirts or on the precipice of life, that, oh God, you would give them, oh God, to come over to you, to hear your voice calling them. Uh, when you hear the, the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart, but help them to open up their hearts, allow you to come in and make them born again. Father, transform their lives. Pray this prayer with me wherever you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Jesus coming uh, through 33, uh, 42 in, uh, generations to die on the cross and to lay in the grave and then to get up with all power, power to reconcile our lives. We bless your name and praise you. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I ask him to come into my heart make me born again. Make me a believer as unto thee. All the days of my life, we pray, we believe it done, we thank you for it by faith. And in Jesus' name we pray, thank God. 
Amen and amen. Well, believers, we thank God for each one of you. Thank you for each listener that has tuned in. Pray that you would tune in again. And uh, if you have questions, you have uh, uh, something that needs to be answered, or you have comments, you can write me and I'll write you back. I'm at Ralph underscore Macaulay, that's M-C-A-U-L-E-Y, at yahoo.com. Write me and I'll write you back. May God bless you real good. We thank you again and may heaven smile upon you. Bye-bye. Well, greetings to you, you, and you. Wherever you might be today in the world, we thank God for your tuning into this radio broadcast. And as the announcer has already given you uh, the uh, top of the line uh, announcements, uh, we just thank God for you tuning into the Abundant Now uh, radio broadcast. God has been good to us, and uh, we greet you in the name of Jesus and uh, this great resurrection and uh, Easter celebration time uh, when we remember and reflect and look back to that great time that uh, Jesus came to pay it all. He paid it all and all to him we owe. Sinners left a crimson stain, but he washed it whiter than snow. So we praise God for each one of you again that are tuning in. Uh, to this radio broadcast. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your um, solicitations in terms of uh, uh, questions and what have you. We uh, praise God for each one of you. And we're going to pray before we get started and uh, uh, ask God's blessing upon what we do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, God, God, for your greatness, for your love, for your joy peace, mercy, and kindness. Thank you, O God, for you are God and God alone. You are the great I am, and you're the one that, O God, who uh, who died and uh, laid in the grave and is risen in this great season. We praise you for your greatness, and we praise you for your love. Pray that you look upon all those that are tuning in, O God, that, O God, they might uh, hear a word, O God, that, that is uh, in a due season for them. Bless them now, we pray. Strengthen them and encourage their hearts. We pray and we believe it done. We thank you for by faith. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen and amen. And of course, yes, we're in uh, that great season of celebration when uh, Jesus stepped forth from the tomb and was uh, seen uh, among many as the risen Christ. I want to give you a message today, and I want to uh, give it to you surrounding this thought's proof surrounding the great resurrection. Some proofs surrounding the great resurrection. Well, we're going to start and give you these facts, my brothers and sisters, where we are around the world. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most fundamental and foundational fact on which the entire Christian faith is built upon. If Jesus be not risen from the dead, then your faith, my faith, our faith is yet vain and we are yet in our sins. You'll find uh, those recorded words in 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen. 
the proof of Jesus' deity depends on his resurrection from the dead. Five different times Jesus declared that he would be crucified and buried and on the third day uh, rise from the dead. Oh yes, Jesus mentions this great fact three times in Matthew's gospel, once in the book of Luke, uh, Luke 18, verses 31 through 33, you'll find that discourse. And in uh, St. John uh, 2, 19 through 22, Jesus had not risen or been risen from the, from the dead. The world would not have known whether or not he was what he claimed to be. Yes, Jesus claimed to be uh, the Son of God. The Apostle Paul said that Jesus uh, demonstrated to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. You find those uh, words recorded in Romans 1 and 4. Jesus came to take the sinner's place or to be his substitution for their sins and to satisfy the requirements demanded by the law. I thank God for what Jesus did because the law required uh, sacrifices uh, for the uh, sins and the wrongs of men. Uh, the high priest had to go into the temple and and into the Holy of Holies with the, the holy blood of, of uh, spotless lambs and, and, and what have you to, uh, to uh, be able to eradicate the, the sins of the people. But this was only a substitution. This was only a momentary thing. Uh, but Jesus came to do much more than that. Yeah, if Jesus were not risen from the dead, we wouldn't have known if the Mosaic law had been satisfied or not. Find that discord in Romans 8 and 3. For uh, what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh yes, we thank God for uh, those that walk after the Spirit, because what the flesh couldn't do, the Spirit does in the believer. When someone has committed a crime and has acquired a jail sentence or uh, a um, criminal uh, has acquired a uh, a sentence uh, in order to satisfy the uh, the requirement, the criminal must uh, serve out his full sentence. He cannot be legally held or confined a moment longer after his time is finished. According to the scriptures, Jesus' sentence was that he was to suffer an agonizing and cruel death on the cross, stay in the grave for three days and nights, and when the time had expired, no power in heaven and earth or hell could hold him a moment long longer. It is clearly brought out uh, and expressed in Acts 2 and 24, which states whom God raised up from the dead, having loosed the pains Praise God, having loosed the pains and the power of death because it was not possible that it should be holding of him. The psalmist David said of Jesus in his writings, Thou wilt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Said the corruption is tasted or seen on the fourth day of uh, death. 
Therefore, Jesus had to rise from the grave before he tasted corruption. On the four occasions that Jesus was the cause of individuals being raised from the dead, only two of the four parties tasted of, uh, of corruption or experienced corruption. They were, of course, the righteous dead that got up from the grave during the whole drama of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And it was said that the righteous appeared unto many in the holy city, according to Matthews 27 and 52. The other occasion was uh, that of Lazarus' resurrection. After being dead or sleeping for four days and most assuredly to be stinking, Jesus said to Martha and company to show me where you've laid him, to roll away the stone. Uh, because I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he be dead, yet shall he live again. And this was the experience. This is the record that Jesus resurrected after he aspired on the old rugged cross. And not only did he aspired, uh, expire, but he uh, went into the grave, the sealed tomb, if you will. And on the third day, got up. As Jesus appeared to the Apostle John in the Isle of Patmos, he declared, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it makes me glad to know that Jesus got up. All the promises that he made, amen, uh, are in his hands, and he brought them to pass. I have the keys to death. Hell and the grave, said Jesus. Therefore, because the tomb, that cold, dead, gray place, grave, if you will, couldn't hold Jesus, in like manner it shall not be able to hold the born-again believer. Romans chapter 8 and 11 talks about uh, if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ uh, from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body, that uh, the spirit uh, that dwelleth in us, amen, will quicken us even as it quickened Christ. But there can be no question as to Jesus' death on the cross. All four gospel evangelists tell us that Jesus yielded up the spirit of the ghost. Death did not conquer him. He literally yielded up his life uh, uh, on his own accord. Jesus said, that I, have, I have the power to lay down my life. And I also have the power to take it up again. Yes, said John. And it was the Roman custom to break the legs of those being crucified. To reduce the suffering and to ultimately hasten death. Jesus did not need that. The Roman soldiers didn't need to break the limbs of the Son of God because they saw he was already dead. Mm -hmm. their, their very actions supported the scriptures that speak of not a bone of Jesus would be broken. The Roman centurion testified to Pontius Pilate that Jesus was indeed dead. If Jesus hadn't 
already yielded up his life on the cross, the spear thrust it into his side, which would have uh, punctured the sac, the pericardium, surrounding the heart, spilling out blood and water, which would have completed the job. These facts give credence and overwhelming evidence that Jesus did most assuredly die on the cross. Oh, I know there's many people that say he he uh, was taken down from the cross. He was stolen away, and uh, they don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. Well, I beg to differ with you. Oh, yes, uh, there are many witnesses who saw Jesus die on the cross. But on the opposite side of the corn, there there are not many. There's not one eyewitness that uh, uh, that actually seen Jesus when he resurrected. The fact is true. Uh, there is not one who actually seen or witnessed Jesus coming out of the tomb or the grave. The Roman soldiers who were guarding, guarding the tomb didn't see him come forth, for they were as dead men during the rolling away of the stone and for some time afterwards. But on that same resurrection morning, Jesus appeared to his disciples at least five times. First to Mary called Magdalene, then to the women in Matthews 28 and 9. He appeared to Simon Peter and others later on in the day. Luke 24 and 34, praise God. But to really understand the resurrection, we must look to John, the other disciple whom Jesus loved, the one that laid his head in Jesus' bosom. Praise God, the one uh, that wrote uh, this uh, uh, St. John and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and uh, the, the one that penned uh, the um, book of Revelations. Uh, Revelation, uh, that... Uh, uh, the things that uh, talked about, the things that were, the things that are, the things that are to come. He examined the grave clothes to find a miracle in itself. When John found what John found could only have happened by divine interventions. The wrappings were intact, almost in the shape of a cocoon-like fashion, like a snake shedding its skin. This miracle just demonstrated that in the resurrection, Jesus just stepped out of his grave clothes. The wrappings that held him, which uh, were quite overwhelming, he just stepped out of those. Through John's observation, we see that uh, this was a miracle from heaven above. Later in the same day that afternoon, uh, uh, he appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24. Uh-huh. Also, he appeared uh, uh, and his presence was visible that evening to a number of disciples in the upper room. And a week later in the same place, he again appeared to uh, his disciples with Thomas being present. You know who Thomas is. Yeah, he was that great doubter. He said, except I put my uh, hand in the wounds and feel the nail prints in his hands, I will not believe. Yes, but he himself got chance to do 
amen, exactly what he wanted to do. Again, he appeared to the seven to seven disciples on the Sea of Galilee, and the risen Christ was seen to over 500 brethren at one time. 1 Corinthians 15 and 6, 40 days afterwards, he led them out to the Mount of Olives, where he ascended to heaven in the presence of all of his followers. He told them to go and tarry. tarry that, that, that word tarry means to wait, to go and, and, and lay before God in the city. Why would they have to lay uh, and tarry and wait in the city? Well, they were going to be uh, endued with power, power to stand, power to be the witnesses, power to be the endurers, power to show forth, amen, the, the hand of God and all that transpired. And uh, yeah, you need power. You need God's power to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, the devil comes to hinder every believer. He comes to uh, uh, pound against you with all forces holding you back and obstructing what you intend on doing. But God is a very present help. He is a help in the time of trouble. And if you get that power of the Holy Ghost down in your soul and in your and in your spirit, praise God, you'll be able to pursue. You'll be able to um, stand when others are falling. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ have made you free. Be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. God will be on your side. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we conclude this message, we want you to know that the resurrection is real, that Jesus did uh, um, did exactly what he said he was going to do. Uh, he said, if you tear this uh, temple down, this body down, I'll build it up again in three days. And certainly they tore it down by a mock trial uh, on Friday, Good Friday, and, and crucified him. Praise God. And um, he laid in the grave for three days and three nights after being crucified and on the cross dying. Uh, but on, on on Sunday morning early, he got up with all power in his hand. This is the resurrection story. It's a real story. It's a very vital story. It's a very foundational truth among the Christian uh, family that Jesus died and got up and uh, got up with all power in his hand. And so we're going to pray, and uh, we're going to ask God's blessing upon this great message that the hearers might uh, believe and be encouraged and uh, look to the hills from which come their help. Look to the Lord, for he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you for every hearer and every believer. Uh, we pray, O oh God, that in this great resurrection season, that, O oh God, you would strengthen them on every leaning side. And, O oh God, if we have any uh, uh, listeners, O oh God, that uh, haven't been born again, haven't, haven't been uh, brought into the ark of safety, if we have those, O oh God, that uh, are on the outskirts or on the precipice of life, that, oh God, you would give them, oh God, to come over to you, to hear your voice calling them. Uh, when you hear the, the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart, but help them to open up their hearts, allow you to come in 
and make them born again. Father, transform their lives. Pray this prayer with me wherever you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Jesus coming uh, through 33, uh, 42 in, uh, generations to die on the cross and to lay in the grave and then to get up with all power power to reconcile our lives. We bless your name and praise you. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I ask him to come in my heart, make me born again. Make me a believer as unto thee all the days of my life. We pray, we believe it done. We thank you for it by faith. And in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Well, believers, we thank God for each one of you. Thank you for each listener that has tuned in. Pray that you would tune in again. And uh, if you have questions, you have uh, uh, something that needs to be answered, or you have comments, you can write me and I'll write you back. I'm at Ralph underscore Macaulay, that's M-C-A-U-L-E-Y, uh, at yahoo.com. Write me and I'll write you back. May God bless you real good. We thank you again, and may heaven smile upon you. Bye-bye. Welcome, listeners, to the fast-moving, soul-searching, Abundant Now broadcast. I'm Marion, and I thank you for tuning in today. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And now, without further ado, our host, the man of God, Ralph McCauley.